Hi, it's Jim and Craig at the Dive Line, and we've got another exhibitor spotlight. Please introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Georgine Bradley of CSAFE Foundation. So where is CSAFE Foundation located? CSAFE Foundation is a virtual foundation. Um, I'm based right now in Malibu, California, but I think part of the beauty of our organization is that as of this month, we don't even have a brick and mortar office. Everything is done virtually. Um, almost 80% of our workforce is volunteer, and we're located everywhere from Egypt to North America to uh, Ecuador. That sounds great. So it's great to have you as an exhibitor. Why did you choose Scuba Digital? Uh, I thought this idea was fantastic. Scuba Digital is creating a virtual dive show after months of not having any contact with the industry. I think we're all hungry for that, and I'm really glad they've provided this platform. So what is it that CSAVE are exhibiting? CSAVE Foundation is exhibiting a list of our current campaigns and ways that people can get involved and help our mission. So how are you managing the business with regards to COVID-19? Tough question, uh, multi-pronged answer. Our CSA Foundation is a nonprofit, so we can't play by the same rules that businesses are working with. On one hand, I'm very proud to say we were able to launch a, a fundraiser that raised about $120,000 for dive masters, instructors, resort staff around the world who all of a sudden found themselves without an income and needing to provide for sometimes extended families. So we were super proud to be able to do that. We didn't, we didn't take any of that funding to help support CSAVE. Uh, we're working during a time trying to raise funds when it's virtually, people are either not working or they're funding uh, friends uh, and organizations that are working to support COVID victims. So we're really needing to tighten our belts and, uh, and we're doing that. I think we're doing that quite efficiently. But if anybody out there wants to make a donation or volunteer, please look us up at csave.org. All charities have been suffering during this COVID period because everyone's tightened their belt. Can you just tell us a little bit about some of the campaigns that CSAVE are, are running? Yeah, I think one of the most important that comes to mind is CITES, the Conference of International Trade of Endangered Species. We've been involved with that for almost a decade. And something we've been talking about since we started are wet markets the way China and the Asian market um, approaches wildlife. Uh, and science isn't conclusive yet, but all indicators would point to the fact that COVID started in a wet market in China. So I think that makes us incredibly relevant. We always try to get ahead of the curve. We wanna get in that proactive quadrant always. We don't wanna be putting out fires. We wanna uh, create strategies so, fires um, don't start, which is uh, probably a, a very uh, smart analogy right now in California with fires everywhere. Um, but but really, we, we want to enact laws before the animals go extinct. We want to uh, teach people why it's important for sharks to be um, not only uh, not endangered, but thriving in our oceans. How that affects people. How does that affect the um, the fishing villages 
But if they do not have fish, their families will starve. And then we'll have charities who are trying to provide them them uh, food. So I'm going to use a, another uh, analogy and say this is us trying to teach people how to protect their fishing pole so they can fish themselves um, and not provide them with the fish. We're really looking always at the economic um, importance and value of oceans and trying to tie that in closely with our campaigns. Well, that all sounds really good. Sounds like it's a well thought out plan there. What do you think is the greatest threat to our oceans? The um, greatest threat to the oceans right now, our oceans are in a lot of trouble. I mean, every day you see the headlines, we have plastic pollution, we have uh, acid acidification. We're looking at um, numbers of threatened and endangered species growing uh, astronomically. Uh, I think the biggest threat we have is apathy and misinformation. People are disengaged. They're not really reading about all of the problems and therefore they don't really understand how they all fit together. If any of these problems such as plastic pollution um, continues, then it's game over. We can't have a slurry um, in our oceans that animals can live um, can live in health in a healthy manner. So let's kind of bring this home and imagine our restaurants, how much of our planet's diet requires and depends upon fish. If the biomass of these fish is plastic. And I'm not talking about fish swallowing a plastic bag. I'm talking about plastics that have broken down into macromolecules that often mimic estradiol and other dangerous elements that can cause cancers and are causing cancers. We're seeing this increasingly in the scientific literature. So we need to be aware, we need to read, we need to take steps and we need to get involved. So I would think that the biggest problem facing oceans right now is um, detachment and the feeling that it is so overwhelming that we can't do anything about it. We absolutely can, but we need to become engaged and we need to do it today. It's a, a really important message. How can people contact you? Ooh, great question, thanks. Um, if they go to Save, which is S-E-A-S-A-V-E dot org, then um, just go to who we are and you can look up me there's my email right there or other members of our team. And we would love to hear from you. Brilliant. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you. We hope you have a great show and we look forward to seeing you in a couple of weeks. I'm looking forward to it. This is going to be great and innovative. So thank you for giving us all the opportunity. A pleasure. Yeah, you're thank welcome. You. Thank you.